such a thing as an undecided person. Uh, my next door neighbor is pretending to be undecided so that people will woo him. Okay. That's All right. Well, my next door neighbor is pretending to be under, undecided so people will woo him. Does he just like being wooed or what? Who what does doesn't mean? like being wooed? Are people like giving out prizes and incentives and stuff? I mean, I could see that, but if that just means more candidates and their surrogates are harassing me, it's the last thing I want. Be wooed. I'm going to say I'm decided if I'm not. So all the Good, organiz- solid wooing. So all that organization, some of which includes, for instance. Because uh, Sean listened to the same podcast I did mm-hmm. with this. Uh, they featured this one college girl who, who who stopped college for a year and a half. She was really into Elizabeth Warren. Moved to Iowa a year and a half ago, interrupting her life as a 21-year-old or whatever she is. <sighs> and, uh, and, and going around from town to town, and she had one little area to deal with, and she would get to know people. She had a year and a half. And you get to know, you know everybody in town. You go to the voter rolls, you figure out who's likely to even possibly caucus, who's a Democrat you could possibly get, and then you get to know them. And you meet Gladys and Bert down at the coffee shop several times over the next year and a half. And you get to know them, and you know what they're into and what they like, and they know you by name. And you figure out with the various people so you don't have a babysitter, so that's what holds you back. I'm going to line you up a babysitter so you can be there on caucus night. You can't drive anymore because your eyesight's gone, so I got somebody that can drive you. If it snows, we got snow shovels ready, and we got other college kids that are going to come out and shovel your driveway wow. to get you over there on time. I mean, the level of organization that they put into this over a year and a half is just mind-boggling. And most of these people are doing it for free because they believe in Elizabeth Warren or Bernie or Pete or whoever it is. I can't imagine doing this. I'm too cynical to put that level of belief in any human being. Well, really. my problem is government shouldn't be that important to your life. Yeah. To spend a year and your half, uh, a year and a half of your young life—that's insane. But but I'm just you know that level of detail. We know we, they have young kids; they'll need a babysitter. We'll get it lined up. I mean, right. that, oh yeah. And then no result out of it last night, and any result that comes now doesn't mean anything. So it was all completely wasted. Thousands and thousands of people, months and months and months for all the candidates, completely nothing. Yeah. It's just a hard. It's almost hard to wrap your head around. It's just, just it's, nothing. It's hilarious. That's what it is. <laughs> it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the I, word to describe it is hilarious. Oh, I was loving it so much last night. I was bopping between the TV and and then the Twitter machine. Then I was watching a basketball game. Then I go back to the news coverage to see if anything happened. And it was just, it's absolutely hilarious. Partly because it's such a phony, bloated, hot, air-filled machine that I enjoy seeing it punctured. Because there are so many just despicable people involved in that circus. I just think it's great that they slipped on the elephant crap and sprawled onto their faces. That's just me. I want to do a shout-out. We almost never do this. Uh, shout-out to the... Uh, this the, a lost dog. The guys in... <laughs> Corner of 4th and Main. Recently sh- spotted running southbound. to Shepherd mix. I uh, got a Fender for an 87 Ford. I'm looking to trade for best offer. Either a rowboat or <laughs> I'd be willing to con- consider a nice uh, picnic table. Four, $400 OBO. Mostly not rusted. Right. Some rust. <laughs> Uh, shout out to the guys in Santa Rita Jail in beautiful Dublin, California, who uh, they had 200 gallons of Pruno brewed up for the Super Bowl, prison liquor, and they got busted just before the Super Bowl. 200 gallons of good prison booze, then watch a, a hell of a good Super Bowl game, 
the result notwithstanding, then Niners a, fans. Then stick a sharp toothbrush in somebody's windpipe. Depends. Because you're all hopped up on Pruno. And, and they well, looked at you wrong. Well, yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't want to be a mouthy Chiefs fan in that jail if everybody's all prunoed up. That could go badly sideways. Imagine um, them watching halftime on Pruno. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Ain't, ain't, ain't oh. been around women's for a while. Yes. You got all that, uh, you know. <sighs> wow, sleep face up, huh? I mean... It'd be rough, rough times. Wow. Anyway. Now, I don't want to watch that if I'm uh, if I'm locked in prison. Well, yeah, okay. I'm not going to go any further down that filthy road that you've introduced, Jack. But I do feel kind of bad for the prisoners. Word had to be out that, dudes, hundreds of gallons. Seriously, it's going to be the all-time Santa Rita jail wing ding. Oh, yeah. It's going to be turnt. Is that correct? John. Yeah, very good. Very good. Very good, or just <laughs> no? That was good. I mean, <laughs> that was good. How is it in terms of like its shelf life? The term "turnt." Oh, uh, for a guy like me, yeah. In yeah. my crowd, I think it's probably okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, clearly, yeah. So, Look at me. Just listen. AB five in California. It is the nanny government, well-meaning utopian law that said, I mean, the headline was Uber and Lyft drivers need to be employees. They're not independent contractors. But it just restructured who could be an independent contractor. And it's been a disaster for thousands and thousands of people. An unmitigated financial and lifestyle disaster perpetrated by the leftist utopians in Sacramento, California. Happened to uh, spend some quality time with a nurse over the weekend. Said it's been terrible. Terrible for them. Everybody has it dialed in. Taxes, insurance-wise, saving for retirement. Just in the nursing industry, you get moved around, you have gigs for a while, and, and it was just dialed in. And now everybody's scared, and they're uncertain, and they're losing money, and they're losing jobs, and the rest of it. AB5, a disaster we got this note from a, a, a fine human a listener. My aunt suffers from Parkinson's disease and has, after 10 years of managing it, um, and, and describes some of the terrible challenges of that disease. Um, we've had really good care with independent contractors available to help the poor lady through the difficult years of Parkinson's. With the arrival of AB5, independent contractors... Her in-home caregiver costs went from about $145,000 a year to an estimated $370,000 per year due to overtime pay requirements, payroll taxes, workers' comp insurance, umbrella insurance, and required payroll services. So now my 71-year-old aunt cannot afford the help and may likely have to leave the state to maintain it or be institutionalized or something like that. She and I are beyond frustrated and dismayed at the lack of insight the lawmakers applied to the passage of AB5. You idiots have perpetrated a disaster on the people of California. Your pride and your electoral prospects are keeping you from admitting it and repealing it quickly. How about you choke down that pride so this poor old lady doesn't have to, you know, choke down her Parkinson's disease? You morons! You have stolen Joe's dreams. Um, so the both ends of that are bad, obviously. So she doesn't get her care. And then the people that were getting person or people that were getting the $145,000, now they're oh, not they're getting screwed. anything. Right. And they're just not going to get nothing. Well, but so if if you had Gavin in here, 
governor of California or any of the people that were behind this, what would they say? What would their what would their answer? They be would respond with generally some greeting card simple rhetoric about, well, it's important that we protect worker rights and make sure that they're not exploited by employers mm-hmm. and and unfair treatment and the rest of it. And by the way, they're talking about adults who have willingly entered into economic relationships with other adults. But you think you're our mommy and daddy. The summary by uh, Mark, who's in California for now, he says, nobody wins here. The state won't get their money. The caregivers lose their means of producing income. My aunt is left trying to put together a new life at age 71 with severe Parkinson's, which includes leaving all her friends, her support network, and her paid-off house that's protected by Prop 13. (sighs) No winners, yeah. Exactly. No, Nobody. No, it's not no. one of those where uh, unintended, somebody got helped, but there's un- unintended consequences. No, yeah. nobody benefits from this. Well, and listen, as a, a student of this sort of thing, there are no statewide offices held by Republicans. There's a supermajority of Democrats in the legislature, and it is virtually entirely for three reasons. Number one, the war in Iraq. The George Bush years gave Republicans a bad name in California. Number two... The successful pitch that uh, uh, Republicans are racists and don't like Hispanic people. And three, Trump. A lot of liberals in California absolutely despise Trump, so the idea of voting for anybody in his party is anathema to them. And so what we've got is one-party government, and it's governing the state right into the toilet. And it's just awful. Repeal AB5 now. Admit you've made a terrible mistake that your, your unicornian paternalistic nanny state government impulses were wrong. Admit it, please. Thank you. End of rant. So we got a text about uh, the whole Iowa thing, and it's the question that needs to be answered if you want to put to rest conspiracies. The Because conspiracy theories are going to be, they'll be around forever. Here's the question. Is Bernie still alive? Because <laughs> I've heard they gave him the coronavirus intentionally, and he's clinging to life. Wow. Hashtag Clinton body count. Mm. Uh, we'll have the answer next. We want to have that discussion. We'll have that discussion. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, very, very short primer. It's never been about the delegates. There are only 41 delegates up for grabs total. You need almost 2,000 delegates to the, the nomination. It's never been about the delegates in Iowa. It's all about the momentum and the and the, the, the press coverage and the indicating to people that you can build an organization and appeal to people, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to get the benefit of that coming out of this, so <laughs> it's over. Um, and we got this text, and this is a question I'm asking all along. Are they hiding Biden's loss and Bernie's win? The only thing that seems to be known is that Biden did poorly. The only person that has helped by the results not coming out, one candidate was helped by the results not coming out, and that was Joe Biden. Yeah. The candidate that the party wants to win. Mm-hmm. It's not a crazy thing. I think it's probably just a happy coincidence, but, I mean, I if, think if it you is think too. otherwise, how am I going to talk you out of it? It's I'm, a pretty obvious 
I think it's coincidence, too. Most of the time, conspiracies are incompetence. It's just incompetence that broke a certain direction. But it is something that the one candidate (laughs) that the party thinks could beat Trump, they're they're devastated by anybody but Biden being the nominee. Right. The results don't come out when he was going to end up finishing in fourth and fall flat on his face. Okay. Maybe it's just a happy coincidence for him. Other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, I just don't think on. they're skillful to pull off a conspiracy. Skillful enough to pull off a conspiracy like that. New national poll out. Bloomberg is tied for third place in a national poll. You're kidding me. I really? said you're kidding me. So I said that already. Nothing lasts forever. We may just see things change. For this is this is a big turning point. The Iowa caucuses are behind us. They'll never happen again. This whole knocking on the doors, uh, bringing your baked goods era for better or worse will be gone. The uh, hit him with a gazillion dollars worth of national commercials era, it begins. You'll get a lot more billionaires in the race that way, I think. But anyway, I think it's just times change. So we'll see. Hmm. Um, More on that in a little bit. Uh, We were making a joke earlier about lost dog reports on the radio or tradio. Um, You know, Rush Limbaugh, who announced yesterday that he's got advanced lung cancer, he he was a music disc jockey. In Kansas City back in the day. That's right. And then did uh, PR for the Royals for a while. Yep. Which I think means he was just in their promotions department. I'm not sure exactly what his gig was, but I've heard him tell stories about that. But he was a disc jockey and then got into talk radio and started talking politics. But what did you ever do tradio at any radio station, <sighs> any little radio station where people call in and say, I've got a set of snow tires, but I could really use a barbecue? Yes. And then somebody calls in, perfect, I got a barbecue and I need snow tires. Yeah, it was literally the first year I was in radio many moons ago. Well, I I did that a couple of times on Saturday morning. Yeah. I, think I, I actually kind of it. enjoyed it. Yeah, I could see that. And then what, did you actually put them together, like write down the information? Yes, and then people so would Jim call in, on. and I can't even remember the mechanics of well, it. Well, most tradio, the person just, here's my phone number. Oh, right, yeah. Give me a call oh, if you want right. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which you, you can do in, in towns where you're not going to get 100 crank calls. You know, Asking if you know Prince Albert's in a can. or well, I don't know what the prank yeah. calls of the day are. Is, is your, your refrigerator running? Yeah. So. It was a simpler time. Um, <laughs> did you ever do Lost Dogs? you ever work at a radio station? Oh, my goodness, good yes. Yeah. yeah. Me too. School yeah. lunches? Yeah, oh, as I, you know, I... I I did school lunches every school day for lunches. years. I wrote and recorded a school lunch menu theme song for school lunch menus every morning. And you were doing a radio show for second graders? Well, in, for parents. In, in smaller in smaller towns, you just have, well, like I grew up in a town, there was one school. Every, every school I ever went to was the only school in town. And the lunch of the day? Well, if it's going to be, say, Sloppy Joe's, all the kids are going to want lunch at school, the hot lunch at school. But if it's like uh, chop suey or something unholy like that, mom and mom's gonna whip up a sandwich. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, like I make Sam a sandwich every night, except for Wednesdays is pizza day, so he likes the school there pizza. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I did school lunches every day at like I forget what time it was, like seven ten, the perfect time for moms to be able to hear what the school lunch was. And- with shrimp, with cheese, with gravy. That's at Newt Gingrich Elementary School. Um, we, but I had to do lunches for like. 10 or 12 or 15 schools, which is why there was a theme song. First class, constitutional studies. Second class, more constitutional studies. Then we go to gym class where we learn about the Bill of Rights. Then we come back. 
and obviously have a second breakfast. I'd be all for that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, Civics. Uh, you remember that? Yeah, I think that would be awesome. How the country works, the Constitution, etc. What other small town radio things are? So there's radio, there's the lost dogs, there's the school lunches, which I had forgotten about, but I did do that every single day. The major feature of the news at the first radio station I worked at, it no longer exists, not a coincidence, WRVI in Verdon, Illinois, uh, was Deer Kills, um, <laughs> w- w- where the deers had been hit by cars on the highway. Barbaric! That, number one, it was a traffic hazard. Number two, it kind of gave you a sense of where the deer were running around so you could you know, keep your eye out and slow down a little bit. But, oh, yeah, every morning there'd be a list of deer kills on the roads. I worked at rural radio stations where I gave all kinds of agricult- agricultural stuff, like tons of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, commodity prices yeah. and futures and and uh, thing, and, yeah. uh, and a lot of weather information, like barometric pressure and the... The mean temperature of the soil at the four-inch depth was yes. something I had to announce every morning. I'm sorry, the average temperature? <laughs> the or, mean temperature oh, sorry. of the soil at the four-inch depth. At the three-inch depth. No, four. See if sorry. you're going to plant your wheat that day or whatever. Right. We the people on this farm. That's right, Mitt. Ever do like start, though. Misconnections? Was that a, ever a thing? I feel oh, that like was yeah. a huge thing on the Armstrong and Getty oh, show. We oh, did, we did oh my that. God, yeah. <laughs> we loved doing misconnections. Legendary. We tried to bring people together. Yeah. You saw funny. her at the library. She had blonde hair. She looked at you. And then you get in contact with a woman. Hey, would you like to go out on a date with this guy who was too timid to say something to you in the moment? <laughs> well, uh, that that was back when we were taking our original radio station from number 50 to number one. And it just got too big that people started gagging us yeah, yeah. in the misconnection columns in the newspaper. They started messing with us. Trying to get a free date out of it. We had to dump it. Yeah, ruin it. You watch out for deer. They run right in front, <laughs> right in front of you. Armstrong and Getty. So if you're not hip to the story, the Iowa caucuses were yesterday. Normally on uh, on a caucus night, you have somebody come out and declare themselves the winner, having gotten the most delegates. And then uh, oftentimes you have people drop out that night who didn't uh, get close enough. There's no reason to go on. Money sloshes into the front runner or occasionally front runners. And they head, to, they head to New Hampshire and get a tremendous amount of attention. And having been the front runner out of Iowa, well, they had computer snafus and Nobody's been declared the winner, and no uh, information has been released yet, and I do believe it's the end of the Iowa caucus process, at least for Democrats, and so there you are. Gary Dietrich joins us. Gary is a nonpartisan political analyst with I3, Inspire, Inform, Involve. You can see him at GaryDietrich.com. Hey, Gary, how are you? Or at at Gary Dietrich for those who like to tweet. Oh, it is fun to tweet, isn't it? Hey, so is Iowa dead? Is this the last time we go through the caucus system as we have seen it in years past? Well, not if some people have their way, because actually, guys, there was a couple of big winners out of last night, but their names were not on the ballot. Do tell. Well, number one, Michael Bloomberg, who decided people are going to say quite presciently now, I'm not going to bother with Iowa. I'm just going to forget it altogether. And you know what? People are saying that would be the death knell of the Bloomberg campaign. He caught a solid last night with no numbers, right? And no momentum, to your point, Jack, out of Iowa. So, I mean, in a he very- also gets to to talk about being the um, look. I run computing systems yes. and organizations and get things done and data. I know how to do this sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, they his, clearly don't. His tagline, as I'm seeing it on a zillion of of TV ads coming out now, is you know Mike can get it done. Well, he Mike can get. It. And the other big guy is going to be speaking tonight quite extensively, and that's the president himself. 
who catches a big sellout out of Iowa because there was, you know, today's story would have been, wow, we got a serious challenger or two now to Trump. We don't know that yet, right? I mean, right. there's no momentum out of the out of uh, last night. And, of course, the guy who slipped in really is taking a deep breath today is Joe Biden, who was on the ballot. <laughs> but by all accounts, seemingly from his own campaign, based on the press release he put out last night saying, did you guys hear this? It was so specific. His campaign said, do not even release any information, Iowa Democratic Party, before you consult with the campaigns to make sure that the integrity has been preserved. Right. If that isn't a, hey, listen, we want to squelch this as long as we can statement, yeah, yeah. I don't know what is. All right, well, you dodged my question. Are we done with the caucus? I don't think so. No? Yeah, we might oh, be. Oh, you're swimming against the, the tide well, but, there, but guys, You know what this is like to me? It's what we hear every morning after the presidential race, depending on who won or lost. Well, we're done with the Electoral College. The Electoral College is gone. Hmm. This is the cycle that's going to be history. Now, of course, yeah, but the Iowa caucuses con- aren't in the Constitution. Yeah, I was going to say, thank you, thank you, Joe. <laughs> it isn't constitutionally protected, although in Iowa they might think that it is. I, I don't know. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to do. But one thing we know for sure, there is going to be carrier pigeons, no apps in four years. Well, I could be wrong, guys. But, uh, you know, there's, there's been this whole thing. I mean, people were talking again last night. We should go to regional primaries that get rotated every cycle, you know, and so the West has a chance. I don't know. I, I mean, like that idea. I, I think it's got some promise to it. But there has to be, and, and there's more and more momentum for this, serious reforming of the primary system because there's way too much democracy in it. And, and people have gone from murmuring that in dark corners to saying it to their friends, to now saying it out loud in the major publications. Look, having the hardest core, tiny percent of our party bellow who they demand to be the candidate is not the way for my party to be successful. And you've heard that more in the Democratic Party, particularly oh, yeah. because of concerns, Joe, as you know, about the, the nature of Iowa's demographics, diversity-wise, compared to other states, et cetera. Some say, well, South Carolina is more representative. So I, I don't know. These things are difficult to change. Certainly, if there was ever a moment it's going to happen after last night, this yeah. is it. I have more on that later, but I want to get to some of the – I was looking at Tim Carney's piece in The Examiner. We, we like Tim Carney, and he said, come on, we basically know how Iowa voted against Biden. That seems to be the only result that people are pretty solid on is Biden didn't do well. Well, if he didn't do well – as the guy that was going to bring together the moderate to conservative wing of Democrats against Bernie and Elizabeth or whatever, where is it now? Is the socialist wing going to take over? Well, and if so, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that, that phrase was uttered a lot last night uh, in various ways. I, I think you're on to something, Jack. And I think there's a number last night that isn't getting as much attention as it should. And that was the turnout in Iowa. The turnout All in right. Iowa. Okay. Which was really enhanced when Obama ran the first time. Apparently, last night's number is at or even slightly below 2016, which had a number of Democrats last night really murmuring loudly about their concern about the process. And And do we have a front runner, be it Biden or somebody else, who can carry the torch effectively? 2016 was roughly, what, 25% lower than the Obama height of turnout. So that's pretty modest, especially given that we've been told 30 million times that Democrats are at a fever pitch to remove the orange fellow from the White House. By far the the most important election of our lifetime, and uh, various pundits saying this might be our last chance to save the country, and et cetera, et cetera, and you end up with kind of a disappointing turnout. What does that mean? So the, the question becomes, 
There's a two-part question, then. One is, to your point, Jack, is there a serious schism in the party such that, you know, that was the other hand-wringing last night. We're, we're in deep trouble because we just can't seem to get our collective acts together behind a candidate. But then the other one is, are we animated in general? Are we Whoever we put out, are we going to be able to pull this off? So there's a lot of question marks last night. The, the primary process can energize and animate a um, a party, but it's a tricky one. It's, it's easier a very you, tricky it's one. It's easier if you can declare a winner yeah. on the night and of a and contest and have that, everybody rally around them, but that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jack. Here, here's something that really intrigued me last night. About one-third of the people that went to the caucuses were self-declared first-timers as they did the entrance polls, not the exit polls. Of those people, most of them were Sanders supporters. And then Buttigieg and, and Biden was way down mm-hmm. with Yang and Klobuchar. For first-time voters. And those are the people that everybody has said this time, we have got to animate you know, new voters. We, we've got to pull those people into the process to help tip the scales against Trump. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, there's certainly going to be a lot of soul-searching going in New Hampshire. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, there's a growing dissatisfaction with the system as it is right now. And just because it is now doesn't mean it has to be. I was looking at some of the entrance polls last night, and the number of uh, Iowa caucusers who identified as very liberal was bigger than the number that identified as moderate or conservative Democrat. So, I mean, that is a wildly liberal uh, deciding committee. Of caucus goers, and that's not where the party is, because half of the right. Democratic Party is conservative or moderate. Right. And just as an American, because, uh, listen, the, the push and pull of politics, you end up somewhere between the the extremes. You know, maybe not in the middle, but somewhere between those two sets of ideas. I, as an American, don't want to see a bunch of naive, socialism-loving 19-year-olds dictating the direction of the Democratic Party, because that yanks the entire national conversation to the left. I can't stand it, and I hope they do something about it. I think it's unhealthy. Well, I think that the important thing tonight, and prop bets out of the Super Bowl and stuff, is how many over under, how many times is Trump going to allude to Iowa mishaps tonight in the State of the Union address? That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I actually think, yeah, switching to that and this pace, so you got, uh, we're going to get results of Iowa, I think, at some point today, maybe right before Trump walks I, out. We, we, they say that, Jack, but I don't know. It might not, yeah, might not. It, well, if Biden actually legally challenges the results, they might have to hold them for a couple of days. It may be two weeks like Santorum. <laughs> anyway, so you got State of the Union address tonight. Maybe Trump mentions impeachment a lot. Maybe he doesn't mention it at all. Who knows? A debate on Friday night in the New Hampshire uh, a week from today. You, you forgot acquittal or conviction of the president tomorrow on the right. Senate floor. I think yeah. that's, that's decided. Homer. Let's not pretend <laughs> that's not decided. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so the next week, guys, I think in light of last night, is going to, I mean, obviously New Hampshire's uh, importance is increased dramatically because of what didn't happen last night. I mean, when I'm looking at the TV this morning, and literally the screen says 0% across the board for yeah. a few one of the candidates' names, people are scratching their heads this morning saying, geez, maybe, did they have a big snowstorm? They called the thing God, off God, all that time and money all those people put into that. Yeah, that's amazing. Gary Dietrich, nonpartisan political analyst, I3. Inspire, inform, involve, GaryDietrich.com or at Gary Dietrich on the Twitter machine. Thanks, Gary. Good yeah, to talk to you. Appreciate your time. Yeah, I spoke too early. My phone just dinged. Maybe yours did, too. The Iowa Democratic Party just announced they'll have the majority of the results. They'll announce them at 5 p.m. Eastern time. The majority of the results? Whatever that means. Okay. Well, who won, I would guess. They, I'll bet they don't have that <laughs> second and third layer yeah, info. Be. But uh, so 5 Eastern, 
two West Coast, you know, no, but it's not going to be the same as... Five Eastern today, they come out and say, and turns out Joe Biden gets all the Delta. Joe, I tell you what, <laughs> lock your doors, man, if you live in Iowa, because things are going to get crazy. I just saw this funny tweet. Well, two of them were funny. Iowa Democratic Party did name New Coke as the official soft drink of the 2024 Congress. <laughs> and this one, which I thought was good, it's the day after Iowa, and Joe Biden, after 47 years in politics, still hasn't won a primary or a caucus. Wow. You know, a, a certain commentator for that. <laughs> certain commentator on this show named me has been telling you since the beginning he's terrible at running for president. Not a joke. Still hasn't won a primary caucus and he probably won't as a, as of today when they make the announcements would be my guess. On the other hand, I have solidly answered a question in both of our minds. Will the president mention Impeachment during the State of the Union tonight, 100% yes. You know that now? Well, I'm I'm pretty damn sure. Okay, stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. audio we didn't run today that we should have? You know, Joe's got something important here about the president's speech tonight. I usually feel like the State mm-hmm. of the Union address is a complete waste of time. I stopped. Actually, I actually stopped watching them several years ago. I thought they were so worthless. Well, and you watch everything. And I watch everything. It's not important, per se, but we've been discussing whether the president was going to bring up impeachment during the SOTU tonight. <clears throat> maybe do a little touchdown dance, maybe uh, glare over his shoulder at Nancy, hunched over like the vulture she is. Maybe t- to say, hey, Adam, how you doing? Adam Schiff, seen any good witch hunts lately, you pencil neck geek? How about that impeachment that worked out for you, huh? Well, I will tell you this. I will remind you of this. Last year... Parnas is out in the parking lot, stealing Schiff's stereo out of his car. <laughs> Last year, Trump did unleash the... I'm trying to find it. I had it. It was last year he said, if there is going to be peace and legislation, there cannot be war and investigation. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was during the Mueller thing that turned out to be uh, unsuccessful. He wasn't consorting with the Russians, Adam Schiff, you liar. Nor was his campaign and the rest of it. So, yeah, he is going to say something, and and I think he'd be a fool not to, considering the SOTU is no longer the grand and weighty exercise in national unity that I guess it was alleged to be at some point. It's a campaign speech. So he's going to go heavy on optimism, and we're moving America forward, and the economy, and wages, and rah, rah, vote for me in November. And he's going to say, or you could go with the party that has wasted all of our time on Mueller, and now the impeachment thing, when we should have been working on this, that, and the other. I think he goes negative in a way you don't usually see. Well... And I, uh, I think Stephen Miller's bald-headed fingerprints are going to be all over it. These times are kind of uh, known for the way you don't usually see or the way things aren't usually done. Yeah. See last night. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to watch at least the first 20 minutes of it or so. Does oh. he mention the debt? 
No. Boy. Yeah. No. How, how, no, Sean, no he won't. No way he can. No, he can't. That's unfortunate. Nor reforming what is more than two-thirds of the federal budget entitlements. Nope. That is the one, you know, I will not defend Trump on that, on either one of them. Now, you could suggest there is no constituency for reducing the debt, you boring dope. Remember, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody votes for that. Remember when Rush said that, speaking of Rush Limbaugh and his, uh, his illness? He said that a couple of months ago. Remember, it was so earth-shattering. Mm-hmm. And Rush just said out loud what has been true for quite a while. Yeah. They've been talking about that issue, but nobody takes it seriously. Right. It's not a real thing. Right. Well, and, and nobody actually intends to do anything about it when they do talk about it. So a voter could be excused for not wanting to go through that dance anymore. Hey, when's that Lego TV show? Is that tomorrow night? Are your kids excited about the Lego show, Hanson? They into that? Yeah, boy, my kids are thrilled. It's like uh, American Idol for Legos. Wow. It's going to be on Fox. I think uh, it's on Wednesday night. Tomorrow night, yep. Yeah. And it's got... Um, the voice of the Lego Batman, Amy Poehler's ex-husband. Will uh, Arnett. Will Arnett, yes. Who is hilarious. But it looks like it would be a pretty good show if you like Legos. I'm I remember right. when I was a kid, I built a car with Legos, Jack. It had four tires. had a seat. Yep. Back when Legos were just blocks. Yeah. You well, could. I remember when they introduced tires and stuff like that. It was such a revelation. Yeah, now you can build anything. Well, yeah. now they come with kits. Before, it was oh, just, yeah. here's, a, here's a box of stuff. Make whatever you want. Imagination. Get that S out of here. Stupid. Give me a, a, a giant expensive plan. Yeah. Although oh. those 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 sets are fun. Mm-hmm. I put them together with my kids for years and years. They're when complex. They were growing up. Yeah, but it's a it's a fun project to work on together. And you know, there's no sound blaring. You can talk. You can engage you in a little fantasy play in the set. Uh, it's yeah, pretty and, cool. And my son, who my youngest, who's super into Legos, and he's spent hours a day playing Legos for the past. I don't know, six years of his life. He's eight. Um, super into Legos is his number one thing, his number one activity. Quiet playing Legos. I'll bet he hasn't played Legos a total of ten minutes since video games arrived at our household. Oh, boy. Even with the restrictions on playing video games. It's not like he's playing video games instead. In fact, he hasn't played Nintendo in weeks because we banned it. Because um, he wasn't handling it well. He just, Legos are too boring for him. Oh, my God, his brain changed. That fast, I think. Oh, boy. Or just, oh boy. you know, discovered sex or whatever. You know, now all of a sudden everything is different. Mm. You discovered the sex that is playing Nintendo. Legos are boring now. Wow. Are you going to keep uh, them down on the farm and that they've seen the bright lights of the big city? Right. So they say. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, he's up in the club dancing to that uh, little mm-hmm. song right there. The final thought. Probably song. vaping. Probably. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show. There he is. He presses the buttons. He keeps us on the air. Michelangelo, final thought. All right, I just tried the app to cast my vote for Joe Biden, and it took me to a page to play Angry Birds, so it's still broken. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Positive Sean, our producer. What's up? Yeah, getting ready to do a little lunchtime with the dad. He's uh, He needs some help getting some yard trimmings out towards the curb. It's, it's your trash pickup day, don't you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to go spend some time and uh, you know have a little chit-chat there, and uh, it'll be good. What a nice nice. What a nice thing to do. Very wholesome. Good for you, sir. Uh, Jack, a final thought for us. Loved the headline in the New York Times this morning, confusion and anger. Why do I laugh at that headline? Is that, I think people are supposed to be upset about that. I find it hilarious. I find this whole thing hilarious. There is nothing more inflated than our politicians and political process. It's fun to see it deflated. I want to see more confusion and more anger. More chaos and ugliness. Yes! 
Uh, my final thought is, uh, you know what, I'm going to go with this. I'm on jury duty this week. And as always, I am not trying to get out of it. Number one, it's a constitutional right, and you ought to consider it sacred. And number two, if you've ever been on a jury and you have two brain cells to rub together, you know how scary it is uh, to see who else is on the jury sometimes. And and if you have any common sense, you being there might save somebody's neck. Hey, just know this going in. They wouldn't have arrested him if they weren't guilty. Oh, oh, no. Huh? No. Cops are way too busy to arrest innocent people. Oh, boy. These people probably been getting away with murder their whole lives. The the guy's being tried for parking violations. Armstrong and Getty tax evasion. Armstrong and Getty (laughs) wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thanks. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All the podcasts are there. we got some great new merch, including the uh, new How's Your Utopia coming along t-shirt. Selling like hotcakes. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. One of the weirdest videos you'll ever see in your life, too. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios. Mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? We are going on to New Hampshire victorious! Armstrong and Getty.